Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Season Podcast. And this is basically a platform that will welcome conversations with Christians as they share their everyday life and their walk with Christ. And basically the human side of being Christian, you know, um, I'll be having different guests every week. And today I'm delighted to have my wife on the very first episode. Um, Yeah, we're just going to have a conversation. Um, I'm excited to have this conversation because usually I'm on your channels and on your platforms. Um, But this is very interesting. And and, and I think um, God is just going to use this to, you know, uh, bring his 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 message to the people that need to hear it you know so just to start this whole chat you know um if you were to describe the current season you're in you know um how would you describe it hi guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it's a hard season mm-hmm. to put it bluntly yeah. it's a hard season but i think it's a necessary season yeah um and even though it's hard, it's also very rewarding. Yeah. It's been a very nice season mm. for me. It's mm. yeah, it's been both hard, challenging, but it's also been very nice. You know? Okay. Yeah. So going back, right? Um, how did the environment that you um grew up in, you know, affect your personal view on God's love? Mm. What a loaded question. Um so I'll start off by saying I only grasped the fact that God loves me, I think, in 2020. Um, sure. All along, you know, we would speak about God's love. Yeah, God is love. You know how you write in your Bible, <laughs> yeah. God is love. Yeah. Hey, yeah, God loves us all. But I used to say it, I just never believed it, mm, you know. Mm. If I were to put a scenario, and not that I'm saying I'm Cinderella, but I'll be Cinderella in this scenario, you know, I had sisters that Mm -hmm. were the ones that were loved, but I was just, you know, the outcast. Yeah. Um, I used to find it easy to believe for other people, but never for myself. You know, Mm -hmm. I never, I never, I never believed that God loved me. And I didn't know that I didn't believe it, you know. Sure. Um, It was up until I had to confront some issues um, that I realized that, hmm, Went pretty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and this is not to bash anyone, but I didn't grow up with my dad. Mm. So, you know, they say that we liken our relationship with God to that of our earthly father. Yeah, yeah. And for me, I think that's where the link came in because mm. I didn't feel like I was loved by him. I then didn't feel like I was loved by God. Mm. So. And like that's so hectic because that happened in your childhood, you know. and. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realize that some childhood traumas affect how you view relationships, how you interact with people, and also how you do everyday life, you know? Yeah. How did um, healing from your childhood traumas look like for you? And was it a difficult process to confront your childhood traumas as well? So, remember I said that I only realized that God loved him in 2020. Yeah. That was part of the healing because I had gone on a journey of, you know, God showing me things, God confront, forcing me to, con- well, not forcing me, but he revealed certain things to me that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing with childhood trauma. Some of them are so deeply ingrained that you don't even realize that 
this is actually wrong or this mm. is actually a trauma mm. or the way I respond to this is is is, is a trauma. Mm. Um, so I went to, I don't know, is it counseling or therapy? I don't know what the difference <laughs> is, but I went there. Yeah. And there's so many things that we had to unpack. Um, and I realized that some of the things that I do, or the way that I respond to certain things is because of the childhood trauma. Mm. Simply put, it was not easy. You know, it's like, if you put a bandage on a wound that was never cleaned or dressed, mm -hmm. the wound remains, you know, yeah. it grows, it, it, it may even become infected mm. up until you decide to take that plaster off and clean it out. And I mean, it's painful. Yeah. It really is a painful thing, but that's the only way that you get to heal. Yeah. So, and I also wouldn't say that healing is linear. You know, there's many ways that you can heal, but it's a, Painful, but a painful process, but a very worthful one. Worth, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about this right now. Like, do you think you're, like, you know, I think as Christians, you know, sometimes we don't have these kind of conversations where we're talking about, like, stuff that happened in your childhood, you know, mm. which were very real. You know, it's almost as if we have to shun it away. Like, I didn't experience certain things that have scarred me, and now I can't handle relationships, you know? yeah. How important do you think it is like for a Christian to, like you said, you went for counseling, to go the extra mile and be deliberate about the healing? You know, how, how is it something you would recommend, you know, that like everyone should do, you know, because I for one can tell you, especially growing up like in black households as well, you know, um, there's a lot of things you experience, but you don't know that those things are traumatic. You know, they exp you experience those things. And when you grow up, you're like, actually, that wasn't okay. You know, mm. it wasn't okay that so-and-so in my family used to do this to me. It wasn't okay that I experienced these things, you know. So what are your thoughts about, you know, um, Christians opening themselves up to those spaces where they do, like they deliberate about their healing? I think it's absolutely necessary, yeah. you know. And I'll make an example with myself. I mean, I can only use myself as a reference, mm. but one of the things that um, my counselor had shared with me is, so I generally don't like confrontation, mm. right? And we spoke about some of the things that I went through as a child. And she explained that the reason why I deal with confrontation the way that I do is because it's a trauma response. Mm. Something that happened when I was five was affecting me in my 20s. Sure. You know? And to me, that's, it was just, oh, that's just how I am. That's just my personality. Mm. But no, that's not how I am. And it's yeah. not okay for me to not, to just shut down and not want to tackle an issue because I can pretend that it doesn't exist, but it, it'll still be there, you know? Yeah. It's, it, so the way that I see it, if you don't allow yourself to confront the things that have hurt you, you'll keep running and this thing will keep chasing you up until mm. you stop and you say, okay, what is this? How do we tackle this? Or how do we fix this? How do we move forward? You know, yeah. it's, I can't stress it enough. I cannot stress it enough. In, in order for us to be okay with ourselves, not even besides other people, you know, it's, it's, it's so important for you as a person to be okay and to heal mm -hmm. from the things that you've been through before you can even attempt to want to have other people in yeah. your space, you know? So I think it's, uh, oof, I can't stress it enough, guys, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And with me, I think 
so I got saved in 2019. Mm. And when I decided, I was okay, Lord, let's let's do this. You know, he's that's remember I said that he's the one that just took me on this journey. You know, he started revealing per- parts of myself that were hurt, yeah, even things that I wasn't aware of. You know, and yeah, I re- I can safely say that I've come to know Christ as my healer, and I wish that everybody could also come to experience that. You know, it's mm. it's it's what he wants for us. It's what he died for. It's one of the things that he died for. So. Yeah. Yeah. And oh man, it goes back to what you were saying earlier on, seeing God as a father. You know, I know I struggled, mm. you know, because um, looking back at my relationship with my father, listen, as a father figure, I believe he did he did the best he could yeah. and the best he knew what to yeah. do, you know. But on the receiving end, I didn't realize that some of the things were putting wedges for my future and how I would be, you know, as a child being born again, you know, because now being a child of God right now, it took me so long to understand that God is not disappointed in me Mm. because my dad used to express his disappointment, you know, Mm. and healing from that, you know, took a long time, you know, and it took, that's why the Bible says, you know, we must renew our minds, you know, um, not be, be not being conformed of the world because I think if you're conformed to the world, you'll think that God is that way, is the way mm. the world is, you know, and He's not like that. And I think love, like the love of God, frees you from so many things that you thought, Absolutely. yeah, were there. But going into now this journey of yours and all that, right? How then has this helped you discover or, you know? your views on purpose change because I'm pretty sure before you got saved, you didn't think or spend time thinking about like, what am I here on earth for, you know, about my purpose, you know, how, how, how has being saved, being born again, you know, attributed to that? So I think I'll be bold enough to say that I think everyone has thought, you know, what am I here for? Like, Mm. what am I doing? What, you know, what's my purpose? I did feel that prior to getting saved, I just didn't know that my purpose lied in Christ. Sure. You know, if, if anything, knowing Christ or, you know, going on a journey with Christ, it has made that hunger, you know, deeper. But it's, it's funny mm. because the more I hunger is the more he reveals and the more mm. he shows, the more he guides and directs that mm. this is what you're doing. Mm. But I'm taking you on this path now, you know, yeah. and sure, I, for me, that's that's what I could say about you know being saved. It it really has renewed what purpose was for me. So, mm. yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure you also used to wonder. I think that doesn't stop. Eh? It, yeah. I think it became it becomes more hectic. I think even right now, right? I've been saved for some time, but I think right now is the point in my life where I'm more shaken. By it, you know, it used to be a thought that crosses my mind, but I think I'm even confronted by the thought of purpose that, like, you're here mm. for something, you know. Um, our pastor at church, she likes using this illustration that, you know, imagine spending so much time climbing on a ladder against the wall, only to find out when you're close to the top that it's been on the wrong wall the entire time, you know. And for me, when I think about that, I'm like, yo. Yeah. I don't want to find myself, you know, when I'm like 
almost there at the end, almost to what I think success is or what I think my purpose is because I didn't consult with God. Mm. Only to discover, yo, I've been climbing the wrong wall. Now I have to go down. It's more time. And put the wall on the right, or the yeah. ladder on the light, right yeah. wall. And then, um, yeah. But, okay. So now you've shared about like how your childhood has been and relationship with your father and all that. Now you're a mother, you know. <laughs> Not only your wife, but you're a mother. How important is it for you to have like a healthy relationship with your son and an emotional relationship at that, not just a healthy. How important is it for you? You forgot to say I'm a mother to the cutest boy in the world. <laughs> <sighs> um, but yo, it's it's very high on my priority list. Yeah, you know, um, my prayer points include being the best wife I can be, mm. being the best mom I can be. Mm being the best leader, cell leader that I can be mm. and being, what trumps all of this is being a child of God. Sure. Those are my main prayer points. So, mm. you know, speaking of purpose, you know, having having our son has also renewed my purpose in ways that I didn't even think was possible. You know, I mm. absolutely love being his mom. And before he's mine, he's God. This is God's child first, mm. you know, and it's 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 very important for me to do the best that I can be. But I also I recognize the fact that I can't do it without God, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. He he really is my strength. He is my my everything. It's just I don't even think I can tell you, hey, how yeah. how important it is for me to to do right by him, you know. I and I look at my mom as well, you know, she she did the best that she could do for me. And I love her so much for it. You know, I respect her so much for, for everything that she did and she continues to do for all of us, you know. And I just want to make sure that I am the best mom that I can be to him. Um, but I also recognize that the only way I can be that way is to have God in mm. my life, mm. you know. That's so, incredible, man. Yeah. And you know, being a child of God is not <laughs> I I keep telling people, you know, especially when you like people that are new to the faith, I don't want to sell you a, a fairy tale, you know, it's not it's not the easiest road, yeah. you know. Um it's called a narrow way for a reason, you know, yeah. because it's not easy. And one of the hardest things as well, you know, is forgiveness. Now we we've been talking about traumas and all these things that have hurt and mm -hmm. all these things that have caused pain in the adult that you are right now you mm -hmm. know society preaches about cancel culture you know cut I, them off yeah you need to cancel people yeah. cut them off and all these things right and on the other hand we're expected to forgive as god forgives have you ever found yourself you know struggling between the two also considering what you've been through not just mm. as an adult but also as a child you know have you ever felt as a grown-up right now, have you ever felt, felt yourself struggling between cancelling and f conforming to what society says? Because to, to what everyone says, it's, it's, it's a remedy. Yeah. Know? But God commands, doesn't even ask you, like he doesn't, hey, please, if you can, he commands for like us to forgive, you know. Have you found yourself struggling between the two? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Are you even human if if you've never encountered that? I I did struggle with forgiveness for some time mm. and Holy Spirit confronted me and said, yo, you know, 
And it actually humbled me to say that, first of all, God died for all of us. He didn't die for me only. He didn't mm-hmm. die for you. Or he didn't die for just us. He died for every single one of us. Sure. You know, it's up to us whether we accept that or not. But that's the first thing. But the second thing is the same way that I have been forgiven mm. is the same way that I need to forgive. And that's just the simple truth of the matter. Once I I grasped that, you know, it became easier for me to to not move along, but to be like, okay, I, I need to forgive this person. You know, I need to move past this. Um, but what humbled me the most is when God just reminded me that he loves all of us, you know, mm. and he loves that person just as much as he loves me. Yeah. And I think what makes it that much easier is to know who God is, but to also know the word of God and mm. to know what the word of God says regarding this topic because you can always bring yourself back to yourself when you know what the word of God says. Mm. You know, you mentioned the fact that we need to forgive just as Christ has forgiven us. But if you don't know that, then it's very easy for you to cling on to unforgiveness. Yeah. yeah. You, you see, also the word of God says we shouldn't confer, conform to the pattern of this world. It's so easy to do that when your mind is not renewed mm. to the word of God. And you see a person, you go on Twitter, a person is being canceled for whatever reason, or you see the way, you know, and it's and it's okay to feel the way that you feel, especially if somebody has hurt you, but you mm. can't stay there. But it's so, you know, the world has made it okay for you to stay there, to stay in the hurt, you know, and to, you know, bask and swim in that hurts and not move away from and it. And embrace that. And hurt, embrace like, it. Yeah. And you know, your feelings are so warranted for you to hate this person, for you to do XYZ. But again, the truth of the matter is God loves us all, you know, yeah. and He gives us all the opportunity to make right with Him, to make right with one another. And it's really up to us as to whether or not, you know. And I don't want people to think that I'm saying this, I'm on a high horse when I speak like this because I'm not, you know, and I've I've been through things, mm. you know, I've been through things that were meant to break me and to leave me there, you know, but the love of God is so, like you were saying, it's so liberating. It's so, I'm thankful for the grace of God that allows me to be in the position that I'm, I'm in right now, to know what forgiveness is and to know the word of God and to know what he wants us to do with our lives, you know. Sure. And I ca- I'm really not, I ca- really can't take credit for it, you know, because it's not me, like I was saying, yeah. it's the grace of God. So I'm so thankful for that. So in in short, I don't believe in cancel culture. Mm. I don't believe in, you know, no. Yeah, and I think we've had conversations about this, like, a lot when I keep asking, like, yo, do you think the world is ready? Or people we see on social media, is it ready for rehabilitation? You know, in a sense that someone did something wrong yeah not condoning it you know we absolutely against yeah. it but how ready are we for this person to come back into society again and be forgiven and the weird thing is that like as a christian <laughs> you have to be different you know you have to forgive even the hardest things you know mm. um but yeah that's that's just that's just a hectic thing that just crossed my mind right now yeah so this year we're celebrating um, two years of marriage, mm-hmm. which has been <laughs> very interesting. Um, I don't want to lie, it's been very interesting. But 
How has marriage highlighted some of your childhood issues? You know, uh, 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 <laughs> how has marriage highlighted some of your childhood issues? And the reason I'm asking this question is because I also want to add a follow-up question: is that how important is it for a person to deal with their childhood issues before jumping into marriage? Your opinion, you know, yeah. You know, our good friend Mashati likes saying <laughs> that marriage is like a mirror. Yeah. You know, and it really is. I think there's so many things that. Let's say you do something, ne? Mm. and the way that I react to it, I know it's because of something that has happened before to me. Mm. And it's so confrontational because you're just like, you're okay, mm. you know. And sometimes you take things to prayer. You know, you pray about it and God comes for you instead <laughs> of coming for the other person, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And it's like, ish. Okay, it just makes you realize, you know, certain things about yourself. Mm -hmm. It really does because it's between, well, the three of us, including God, but it's between, it's, it's us two, you know. There's no ways that I can hide myself from you mm -hmm. and vice versa. Um, spending so much time in each other's space, getting to know each other, you really can't hide the not so cute things about mm. yourself, you know. Mm. You can try, but there's only so long that you can do it for. Um, with regards to healing, you know, we both went on our own journey separately prior yeah. to us getting married. And I think you're, we could have been in shambles <laughs> had that not happened, had we taken all that baggage yeah. into our marriage. And not to say when we got married we were perfect, but it was such a necessary pruning stage that we went through you know i remember when i was praying and you were also praying mm. you know separately about the other mm. you know and god saying to us that listen i'm working on this person the same way that i'm working on you and it just showed me that it's so it's necessary to do the work you know and you don't have to do it alone you know like i was saying christ is our healer and i'm so grateful that i got to know him as my healer you know and that happened in a time where it was just him and I. Yeah. There wasn't another person. I wasn't in this relationship. He was like, it's me and you, girl, you know, before I can bring you to be with another person. Mm. Now that we are married, you know, things do come here and there. But again, we're not alone, you know. Mm. And I think we're better equipped having had having dealt with things prior to getting married. But even within the marriage, the things that we deal with, we are good because we have one another you know i know that i can trust you and you know that you can trust me but we trust in god as mm. well you know mm. so yeah so <laughs> yeah that's very interesting um yeah marriage is a mirror you think I, everything i say is interesting it is it is interesting because um some things you know i didn't know were issues and they start bubbling up in the marriage like mm. yo like did like i have this what? inside me you know like um i'm just trying to think from the top of my head right now but looking back you know you just see sometimes where you like and i i think being vocal about these things also helps me when i'm feeling inadequate about situations that we're going through and i'm like yo 
I'm really struggling with 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 this. Like it's things that I never thought that like would in me, you know. Mm. But I think the covenant of marriage also gives me a platform to 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 put those things to light. And those things are stemmed from like a long time ago. It's not just something that came out right now. Yeah. It stemmed up from what I saw, what family and like the role people in around me were or are, you know, and going into family as well, you know. Your family structure, like you mentioned at the beginning, you know, you said your dad wasn't involved. Well, yeah, he wasn't involved that much in your childhood growing up, right? And not to bash him or anything, but you had a different view of a family structure, mm. you know. <laughs> that family structure that you've had, how how did it affect your how does it how do you think it has affected your view on our family right now, you know, and the family that you desire to have, you know, as well, because it's so easy. Sometimes we hear about, you know, generational stuff going on mm. and continuing, you know, but not realizing that sometimes it's because of what we've been exposed to. Sure. You know, so. What uh, a deep question. <laughs> yeah. So looking to your family structure, um, what are the, some of the things that you've like, your, you had to, be very deliberate to work on, you know, not to have that cycle um, continue. And this is not to put anyone like on yeah. blast or anything bad, yeah. but it's something to just highlight and say, listen, we, when you become Christian, you not only work on yourself, but you also work on generational stuff, you know, after you, you know, what you, if, if you're very deliberate about changing something in your life, it's generational for your child yeah. as well, you know? So, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for the most part, it was just my mom and I. Um, mm. We made a really good team, you know. She you still do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it could never ever fill the void of not having a dad around, mm. you know. And for my children, that's something that I know. I'm like, I don't want this for my kids. I don't. I refuse, mm. actually, you know, to 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 go through this with my children. Like I, I don't want to say it was a fear, but it was something that used to play in my mind. Like I don't, yo, what if I meet a guy and a guy does this and mm. he runs off and, and, and I don't want for my, I don't want that for my children. I don't want my children to experience what rejection feels like, you know? Sure. And now that I'm a mom, I wish that I could protect him from every single thing in the world, you know? Ish. And yeah. You can't. And I can't. Yeah. I'm coming to terms with the fact that I can't, you know. Mm. But as I said, I need to do my best, you know, with the help of God. But just going back to the whole family structure thing, I had a good childhood, you mm. know, despite there being things that I wish were different, but I had a good a good childhood. Um, so yeah, having a complete family unit was, has always been top, top priority for me as well. Um, having a child within wedlock is something that I wanted. And I actually once tweeted that, that I don't want to have a child outside of wedlock and people came for me and they were like, who do you think you are? Mm. Marriage is not foolproof. Da, 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 da. And I understand where that comes from. And I understand that there are people that do have kids in wedlock and things still go pear-shaped. But I'm a strong believer in my God, hey. And I believe in the way and on the path that he has put me on, 
you know, and I have submitted to that path, you know, mm. and I can only hope for the best, you know, and where we're at right now, mm, where we're at right now, I think, and I was saying this to you, you know, that you are the best husband and dad for us, mm. you know, and that's, that's, that's what I wanted for me. That was the number one thing. And I got that, mm. you know, um, my children experiencing love and love in a home with both parents that, yeah, that's, that's basically really what I wanted, mm. you know, and thank God that God has blessed me with that, you know, and he was going to grow up or they in, in a home knowing that my parents are here. I'm loved by God. I'm loved by them. And there's really nothing more that I could ask for, honestly yeah. speaking. Um, for me, that's the one thing that I would say lacked in my childhood. And that's why I, I, I was probably so desperate for it. And yeah, mm. God said, say less, girl. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, going back to this this marriage chat is very interesting for me. Mm. <laughs> um, what do you think the area, like the area of your life that was confronted the most was when you stepped into marriage? You know, the part of your life that was like, yo, it's not necessarily an issue with me, but something that was confronted in you. It was like that marriage really brought to the surface. You're like, yo, I, yeah, here is a different league, you know. For me, like I can share for me, you know, for me it was trusting someone else with my life, basically. Do you trust me with your life? Yes, <laughs> I believe I do. Um, but because it's it's not been easy for me, you know. Um, I think looking back, you know, I think I've shared this uh, with you before that growing up, like you, you know, but me it was the other way around. You know, my mother wasn't around in my childhood days. But yeah, and I only realized as an adult, you know, that that void made me desire female affection so desperately. Um, Relatable. <laughs> and it made, like, it damaged me so much that, like, it, thank God for counseling that should really freed me from that. But not having her around, like, was a significant part of my life that was taken away. Mm. And as an adult, I realized that, I remember going for counseling this other day and we're sitting there and we're just doing these exercises and this guy, and he was checking all these things, like, so, from what I see here, emotionally, you're stuck at five years. Sure. And that's when she left. As in at five years old. Of five years old, you're still there, you know, from what I can read. And I was like, yo, that's that's hectic. You mm. know, imagine a 20-something-year-old person. A but grown man. A grown man. <laughs> but you're emotionally stuck at five years. That shows. And these things, I didn't know. It came to surface yeah. because of what Holy Spirit did and he revealed those things through counseling and everything but um for me marriage also like highlighted that that like it wasn't easy for me to trust because i've been hurt and i've also hurt as well you mm. know but um even in my childhood i've been hurt and as well so trusting someone with my it wasn't easy you know that's why i think i've i've struggled with letting you in sometimes when we we have conversations and we and we talk about something again and again you're like no i'm not going to do this but 
letting you in is not the easiest thing mm. uh, thing to do so that that was confronted for me in marriage and thank god like it's still a work in progress and god is doing that so i don't know what's what it's been for you you know as you're speaking you're speaking about still being stuck at five when you didn't even realize that there was an issue and that affected how you conducted yourself in relationships yeah you know Ugh. Healing, man, and confronting your issues. Like, you know, can you, can you, that's mm. so important. But just to answer your question, um, top of mind, I think it's confrontation. If something's happening, if you can see that I'm not okay and you ask me about it, sometimes I'm just like nothing. Because mm. I've shut down. Sure. And I don't know how to respond. I don't have the words in that moment to say, listen, I'm feeling like this because of that. Mm. I think for me, that's been the biggest challenge because sometimes I just, I don't, I, I don't feel like confronting the situation, you know, although I'm better, but it's one of the things that, you know, I always think about and, and, and I think, okay, how can I handle this better mm. in future, you know? It's and it sucks because I sometimes wish that I didn't go through certain things so that I didn't have to react to confrontational situations in that way, mm. you know. But sometimes, well, I can't help it, but I, I just struggle to help it, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like you should know what's wrong, I feel like I shouldn't have to tell you, you mm. know. But in marriage, as you know, communication is a very big thing. You yeah. know? So I think, I think for me, that's that's one of the things. Like, but it's forcing me to 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 confront that area because I can't keep dealing with things like that. Mm. It's not an effective way of sure. dealing. You know, like as you're speaking, I'm thinking of your counseling. Yeah, like you said, you would recommend. I recommend. I'm I'm having flashbacks. Um. After discovering all these issues, right, mm. I remember we prayed, you know, um, thank God that the counselor that I I, I I had was Christian as well, you know, because yeah. we could align. Everything was based off that because we believe that Holy Spirit does the healing. Yeah. I remember we prayed this one time and I just had, I don't know if it's a vision or <laughs> what, but I saw myself as a child, you know, mm. I saw myself as a child playing. And for the first time, I saw Jesus with me. Don't ask me how he looked. I was about to say, how did he look? <laughs> but I don't like it. I don't know how to explain it. But I just saw that he was there with me, even when I was playing alone. Sure. And for me, that was like, yo, even in the midst of so much pain in my childhood, he was there. You know, he he'll never, never leave. He'll never leave. Yeah, you. but he was there, and he knew that he was sheltering me because. Looking back, I think I also shut down that part of my life that, mm. you know, my mom wasn't around, you know. I shut it down. But until I was an adult and able to deal with it, it's like he he held those pieces together. It's like, let's hold it for yeah. a few years because if we break this glass now, eh. So until I was an adult and was ready to have, to see all those broken pieces. And for me, that was just you're so amazing. So I think my follow-up question to that would be like, if you could, and I know it's impossible, but if you could talk to that child, that little Kumo, you know, that has experienced a lot of traumas, that has experienced a lot of hurt, 
ideally, what would you want her to know? You know, not say to her, but what would you want her to know? And what would you hope that she knows? I would want her to know just one thing. Mm. Yo. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I want her to know that she's special. Mm. Because she didn't always feel like she was, mm. you know. She felt very disposable. Mm. Um, she felt unseen. Um, there's a word I'm looking for. She felt... You know, there's this word. You know when something is there and you don't pay attention to it. Neglected. Not neglected, but she was just not significant. Mm. You know. Um, sure, I really wanted to know that she's special and she's worth so much. Sure. You know, and she is worth far more than what she could ever imagine. Mm. You know, I really, really wish she knew that. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, I think to wrap up this whole conversation, you know, like I said at the beginning, um, but yeah, you're, I'm still taking in what you were saying. <laughs> um, what you said in the beginning that... Um, well, what I said in the beginning that this whole um, podcast is based on Matthew 5, 13, which talks about being the salt of the earth and being a light in the world, you know. Also says like how how can a salt, you know, do what it's supposed to do if it's not seasoned, you know. Um, but for you personally, with all that you've we've went through, with all that you're going through right now and all that you're about to go through as well, Earlier on, you said you don't want any battles. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those don't, unfortunately, those don't end. It's either you're leaving one, you are either resting from one or Yo, you're about to end. Oh, I just want some rest though. <laughs> um, mm. But what does being a light to the world mean for you? Taking con into consideration that scripture as well, you know, what is being a light? Kumo being a light, not. Christians being a light, you being a light to the world, what does it mean? Being a vessel, mm. God. And and I say that because sometimes it's not easy. Yeah. Being the light is not always easy or fun, you know. It's just, are you available mm. to be what God needs you to be, mm. you know. Um, sometimes God will say, speak to this person or text that person or do that or do this, you know, being a light, I don't think there's a, this is the only way that you can be a light. 100%. I, I, yeah. I believe that the, you can be a light in so many ways. Um, a person can offend you at work <laughs> and you must represent Christ in that, in that moment, you yeah. know. But for me, it just goes back to, you know, being the vessel and allowing God to work through you however it is that he wants to work however through you. However he chooses. However he chooses, you know. Taking up my cross, 
saying no to how I want to do things mm. and doing and rather doing what he wants me to do. Sure. That's amazing. I think my biggest takeaway from this whole conversation is it's very important to heal your inner child. <laughs> it's very important to have, to give God your inner child as well, you yeah. know, and allow him to bring healing because it can get ugly. You know, and just on that, it's, I think I also learned that it's very important for me to share my pain with him, you know, mm. in as much as he can see, but he won't force himself where he's not invited. He's a gentleman. He's a gentleman. Yeah. You know, I, I remember I've had many moments where I've just broken down and be like, yo, God, but like, why? You know, oh, God, this hurts so much. Mm. And... You know how he just comes and swoops. Yeah. You know, he doesn't always come the way that we expect it or do things the way that we expect him to do them, but he does what he says he's going to do. Yeah, I was listening to a song. Actually, it's, it's, it's so amazing. Like there's a part where there was a spontaneous flow, you know, and this guy was saying, are you willing to love or follow a Jesus that you can't control? You know, oh. <laughs> are you willing to love a Jesus that you or submit to a Jesus that you can't, you know, control? And that for me, like, yo, because sometimes I want to control him and say, heal me now. Mm. Take this thing away. Take this pain away from me now, you know. But as much as he is a gentleman, but he's also sovereign. He's God, you know, the creator of everything, you know. Yeah. And, and he knows best. He knows best. He's yeah. the alpha and the omega. He knows how things will end up. So if I say do this this way, he knows that it's not the best for me, mm. you know. So I think also trusting God with the unknown is an important part for healing as well. So, yeah, thank you so much <laughs> for <laughs> um, joining me on this episode, on this pilot episode, which has been amazing. And... My only plea is that people watching this, you know, can heal from their own experiences. Not from this, but from going, taking this and going back to God and reflecting, you know, that, you know, he can be the one that's bringing this healing. So, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure. Please subscribe to my channel. <laughs> like, share, comments, all of the nice things. Tell your friends, tell your family. Come on, Thank you. Welcome, bruh. <laughs>